0: Good evening and uh, welcome everybody to Alert Town Hall. Uh, we have been waiting for this Saturday to always uh, meet and speak to a distinguished person. Uh, in that series, we are very, very glad to have in this Alert Town Hall, where you know, t- rightly uh, taglined, Where Life Matters. Uh, with us this evening is Dr. Arvindan Selvaraj, the co founder executive director and Chief Orthopedic Surgeon of Kaveri Hospitals. During this uh, pandemic, uh, one of the, you know, how much ever words we speak about being grateful uh, to the frontline warriors, specifically the healthcare industry, it is just not enough. The kind of brave front they have been putting forward, taking a lot of pressure in terms of the amount of work that's going on, spreading smiles, giving hope uh, and all of it. So likewise, today we have a very, very distinguished person with us who is going to share his experience not only from his personal life, his professional life, plus also uh, giving us a ray of hope uh, during this uh, very tough period. So it's my pleasure to uh, formally introduce uh, Dr. Arvindan Selvaraj. Um, he has uh, done his MBBS from Stanley Medical College, Chennai then pursued masters in orthopedics from gujarat university and was awarded with da patel gold medal for achieving the highest rank he spent the next 15 years in ireland and uk from 1996 to 2010 practicing orthopedic surgery in the world's best hospitals like king's college hospital and guys and saint thomas hospitals london dr arvindan returned to india with the aim of setting up a world-class hospital in chennai and thus the Kaveri Hospital at Chennai was born. What gives him the great satisfaction is that the clinical results they produce at Chennai Kaveri are better than most of the hospitals that he has worked in London. He also presented the results of this comparative study at a meeting of the British delegation organized by the British Consul General at Chennai. Today Kaveri Hospital has more than 1500 beds with presence in multiple cities in South India. He has been awarded the best doctor by Tamil Nadu Doctor MGR Medical University and pride of Tamil Nadu 2018 as an Emerging Achiever in Healthcare. So with great pleasure, uh, uh, dear friends, viewers, volunteers, uh, let us uh, welcome uh, Dr. Arvindan Sel- Selvaraj to this evening's town hall. Uh, sir, uh, very grateful to you for uh, sparing this time with us this evening. I know you are very busy schedule. Uh, in spite of it, it is uh, absolutely our honor to uh, have you have you with us. Welcome, sir. Welcome to this evening's uh, Town Hall. Uh,
1: thanks, Rajesh, for the excellent introduction. Uh, good evening to you and other uh, volunteers and everybody who is watching us now. Uh, it's my pleasure to sa- share this evening with you and everyone.
0: Nice. So thank you so much, uh, Doctor. So, this has been a, uh, every Saturday evening. We've been looking forward to uh, listen to people like you uh, and learn from, uh, uh, you know, specifically when it comes to the word Kaveri, it rings, uh, it rings you know, at least in this part of the country, there is a thing about you know, whether we will have Kaveri or we will not have Kaveri, uh, but there is one Kaveri we all can be assured of and that is uh, the hospitals that you have co-found and that has been trying to, you know, lo- working towards uh, redefining uh, the way healthcare gets delivered, uh, not only in Chennai but the south of India and probably it will be a model for the rest of the country. So, uh, Dr. Arvind, and I will start off with a uh, question. Uh, uh, you know, to understand a little bit about uh, of your past. Uh, I understand I've been going through your profile, and I also read about uh, some parts of your uh, childhood. And I see that uh, you know you actually don't come from a family of uh, doctors, uh, and you know your, your father was the first engineer. And uh, your mother was the first lady to cross a high secondary school that the uh, from the village that you come from. Now, from there to a very accomplished and a very you know a doctor and a, who has founded a hospital uh, in Chennai, uh, doing a yeoman service in healthcare industry. What influenced you to sort of take up medicine and uh, not just take it up? And you have absolutely excelled at it. You now, what what brought you into uh, medicine, Doctor Arvindan?
1: Sure. Uh, thanks, Rajesh. Uh, you know, we, we come from a farming background. We, my grandfather uh, was a, a farmer in a small agricultural village near Trichy. So my father was a, a first generation uh, graduate. And uh, my mother, as you said, uh, first, she was the first girl student to, to pass the 10th grade in that uh, village. So uh, then were, when they uh, uh, migrated to the Trichy town, mm-hmm. Like uh, so every single Indian middle class family, the, there was very high emphasis on uh, education.
0: Right.
1: So when I finished 12th grade with uh, the district topper, the choice of courses, uh, as in those uh, 1980s, it was either engineering or medicine. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, with the good scores that I had, uh, I got an admission in both. At that time, when, the, when we had the family discussion, uh-huh. uh, my father said. that. He also had a choice to become a doctor or engineer. He chose the engineering because of his passion for engineering. He felt that uh, probably he would have made a far-reaching uh, social impact if he had become a doctor. Okay. Uh, so I was neutral at that point of time. Uh, so uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, set up a fire within me. Uh-huh. So why don't I do medicine? So that's why I became uh, the first uh, person to enter medicine in our family.
0: Lovely. That's uh, that's uh, simply amazing. You know, most of the times I think, uh, uh, you know, very rightly you pointed out, you know, your father uh, it took up a certain area and wanted to be, you know, far-reaching in terms of impact. And I think uh, that's a very, very noble purpose to get onto a field. And uh, thanks to him and thanks to your thought, uh, we have uh, you as a, as a person, you know, as a, as a person in the medical uh, industry uh, strengthening uh, the uh, healthcare uh, you know delivery as far you know as far as india is concerned now sort of that uh, you know brings up some more curiosity in me uh, you know it's been quite quite tra- you know you've quite traversed uh, the the world when it comes to your own journey uh, through your uh, medical uh, you know practice and even in the even in the learning days you know uh, from trichy and then to chennai and then to london and now sort of back to chennai so so that's that's the map you have really uh, gone forward uh, i want to ask you like uh, how has this journey been now at the end of the day uh, you are engaged on a daily basis with preserving and saving lives but since you have you've been part of doing that from different parts of the world how, does it really change you know does it, is, is it different in different parts of the world and if i could ask uh, you know, where does India feature in the, goal, in the global map with respect to healthcare industry?
1: Uh, I a very, very interesting question. Yes. Though the the healthcare, uh, particularly in India, India of the 1990s was a lot different from the India of now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: after doing my MBBS, I chose orthopedics as a career, and uh, while pursuing my orthopedics, uh, then uh, there were significant uh, joint problems like knee arthritis. And all, uh, at that point of time, in early 1990s, the joint replacements were not commonly done in India Are very rare. Okay. Because I saw in my own eyes, my grandmother, mm-hmm. a very uh, active, fit lady, uh, the only problem they, she had was uh, knee arthritis. Okay. And Because of mobility got reduced, uh, gradually she deteriorated. Uh, though she lived uh, up to the age of 90, but uh, the last few years have been quite uh, uh, painful for her because of uh, her immobility and the pain. Mm-hmm. But also, my uh, my mentor and the teacher, the chemistry teacher, uh, Mr. Ishwaran Sir from Tucci, uh I've seen him uh, suffering from knee arthritis. In fact, uh, one of the journeys that I al- always uh, still cherish is uh, during the two years, 11th and 12th grade, mm-hmm. I used to accompany him walking from his uh, home to the uh, the school, uh, it used to be a 30 minutes walk. Because of the knee arthritis, he always needed some support. Okay. So he, he used to hold on my hand or the shoulder, uh, and then I, I used to accompany him to the uh, to, uh, to the school along with him. Of course, I learned a lot during this journey, the 30, 30 minutes journey up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when I finished my M.S. orthopedics, uh, uh, you know, though the joint replacement for arthritis was commonly practiced in other Western countries, it was not. Uh, uh, it was very rare in India. So uh-huh. I did not get enough training in joint replacement surgery as well as the keyhole surgery. Okay. That's when I decided to uh, pursue my higher surgical training in uh, Ireland and UK. Mm-hmm. Yes, I learned a lot uh, in orthopedics uh, working with very famous surgeons in uh, world famous hospitals. But at the same time, uh, I always I have been part of this uh, healthcare administration management in whichever hospital I worked in London. So uh, I felt that even in 1990s, the healthcare administration was was uh, very well established in uh, UK. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas UK is uh, known for its uh, the top class expertise in the uh, with the doctors and nursing care. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to health Administration and management, for example, whether human resources or material management, uh, we were very much lacking, uh, still lacking, I would say. Mm. So, during 15 years of uh, uh, my stay there in uh, London, not only the uh, medical sciences, but I got a lot of first hand exposure to uh, healthcare administration and management. Mm -hmm. That's why we returned to 2010. uh, So, the desire was yes, why can't we replicate? Because the you know, one-third of the doctors in uh, London are uh, Indian origin, mm-hmm. uh, providing world-class healthcare. So, but uh, when that is the case, expertise is available, but uh, the infrastructure and uh, all the standard operating protocols, the uh, processes and management was lacking in India.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: why don't we a uh, hospital? That was in Chennai. Uh, that was the aim. And also, one thing and what I realized was when I came back to India, mm-hmm. I had illness in uh, uh, Indian... Middle class, lower middle class, or uh, uh, the person, their family. Suppose suppose the family head uh, gets a serious illness, Mm -hmm. the social impact, financial impact, is far more significant in India. Whereas uh, countries like UK and Ireland, where the social security is always strong, Mm -hmm. you get this either unemployment or disability benefit, and then uh, there's so many benefits are available. So. Uh, even if the family had breadwinners affected, the family doesn't get affected financially that much. Mm-hmm. Whereas in India, uh, uh, first of all, uh, most of the people don't have health insurance. And uh, even if they ha- have a health insurance and then the uh, the impact, the financial impact and resulting in a uh, 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 lot of uh, misery to the family is, is, is very significant. That is still one thing uh, i'm not able to comprehend and uh, we, india has got a very long way to go as far as the healthcare for all and as well as the social security is
0: concerned so so rightly said and i'm glad that uh, you know uh, your journey by itself is quite inspiring uh, doctor for many of our, many of uh, the viewers youngsters you know um, uh, just rewinding back doctor arvindan's younger days uh, you know from a village near trichy uh, going after his dreams and then you know saw a specific problem uh, even within medicine i think he picked the ortho from what you uh, said dr arvindan uh, you know based on you know the uh, illness or the the ailment that you saw within your family and then went on to sort of specialize in that and then uh, replowing it all back uh, that to india really really glad to uh, be hearing this uh, dr arvindan as we speak uh, I, I, I just want to uh, draw attention to people who are uh, 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 watching us right now. Uh, dear volunteers, viewers, uh, and people who are watching us, uh, I strongly uh, urge you to uh, share this uh, uh, share this particular episode uh, with the rest of your uh, friends on social media as well so that it can reach a lot more people and uh, definitely it can touch more lives in a very positive manner. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Mike Muralidharan, the chairman and alert joining. and. Uh, uh, conveying his wishes through uh, to you through the uh, Facebook. Uh, I see him at the comments. And uh, we have uh, Mr. Saravan Krishna joined us. The uh, founder of Alert Kala Balasundaram, uh, she has joined us uh, watching you. Uh, the founder of uh, Matram Foundation, uh, Mr. Sujit Kumar has joined us. Welcome Sujit, uh, thanks for joining uh, uh, is right, right now online. And uh, Mr. Karth- Karthik Vishwanathan, a very uh, very, very strong volunteer at our end uh, who sort of dedicated to uh, volunteering his time for emergency care and emergency response joined us and watching us right now. And uh, Mr. Ravichandran Balakrishnan, very good evening, wishes to everybody. So, we have people logging in slowly and uh, watching us and hearing us out, uh, Dr. Arvindan. Uh, so, takes me to the uh, next question. You know, I'm, I'm very sure it was passion that has driven you. Uh, through your uh, through the various uh, points of milestones uh, that you mentioned uh, i know me somebody like me or you know many of us and very rightly said you like how you said uh, you know the social issues that come along with uh, the cost of uh, healthcare uh, in our kind of a country uh, a doctor's profession you know literally it's like next to god and you know at least you know to a patient uh, you know the doctor is god and at the same time, it comes with uh, a lot of responsibility. You know, it, it comes with a, a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility. Now, I'm I'm very sure when you're back into this country and you're meeting uh, more challenges actually than probably in a developed or a Western world. Uh, can you talk us through some moments when you have found, uh, you know, this uh, what you're doing to be so gratifying that you would not trade this practice or this profession to anything else, in spite of the amount of pressure? Uh, you know that comes along on a daily basis.
1: Uh, see, being a doctor, particularly uh, running a hospital, uh, managing a large number of specialist doctors uh, with thousand-plus staff, uh, and also uh, treating uh, all sort of uh, ailments and the patients, uh, has not been easy. Uh, see the. As a healthcare administrator, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: if you run this uh, hospital as a purely as a business or industry, Mm -hmm. I would have got uh, frustrated by this time and uh, I would have gone back to London. Mm -hmm. Being a practicing doctor, uh, that gives me an advantage that I see both sides, both sides, uh, uh, I mean, uh, 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 three sides actually, from the patient perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, from the doctor perspective, and also as an administrative perspective. So because of this, uh, I'm able to remain uh, very sane and then uh, be practical, uh, <laughs> showing responsibility as well as uh, being a practicing doctor, seeing from the patient side as well. But otherwise, it is uh, very challenging uh, to run a healthcare uh, or the hospital as an institution. One, uh, uh, one significant difference that uh, what I uh, see in India is, uh, uh, as you mentioned, the doctors are uh, almost close to God. See, uh, medical science is yeah, biological science. It's not a mathematical science, uh, 2 plus 2, 4, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. See, over well, the last uh, 300 years, so particularly this allopathic medicine, whatever the uh, significant uh, the research uh, has happened in various illnesses, that's how the medical science and the treatments have developed. So, uh, the, uh, the almost Western countries from where the allopathic medicine uh, and the surgery started, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we have a scientific approach. Uh, in India also, as doctors, uh, we have a scientific approach uh, to, uh, uh, to treat any illness or uh, cure the diseases. Mm-hmm. When this the case, uh, sometimes, um, you know, when people elevate to the level of God, that's also not right because at the end of the day, we are uh, professionals. Uh, practicing a profession based on uh, scientific evidence, mm-hmm. uh, which has been established for over uh, a few hundred years. So, oh, that's why when uh, the, too much of uh, expectation is uh, placed on doctors, uh, uh, then either they are elevated to the level of God or sometimes uh, even uh, degraded to, uh, you know, almost uh, a killer, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for us, particularly the Indian society, it's better that we have a scientific approach And also, we see a lot of pseudosciences in one way or other is also uh, coming up. I'm not uh, getting into that, Uh, but uh, a pure scientific approach. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, it's not only physical illness, the the mental health issues associated with the physical illness. Uh, For a doctor, you you can be an excellent surgeon, but if you want to be a good doctor, you have to have a lot of empathy uh, towards the patients. So that's how it's an overall holistic wellness that can be given. Uh, but a more scientific approach uh, will be desirable uh, so that the patients also appreciate uh, what a doctor or a hospital uh, can have limitations uh, uh, sometimes. You know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, particularly in the cardiac surgery and all, uh, uh, people in their 80s and 90s uh, with so many com- comorbidities and uh, the significant risk factors, they'll be thinking, uh, so, see he may not uh, come out of the cellular surgery mm-hmm. but uh, you know he will uh, happily come out of the surgery with hundred uh, percent normal outcome and uh, keeps uh, keeps on coming back to our clinic uh, four years five years down the line whereas uh, sometimes relatively younger people with no significant comorbidities even for uh, 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 the standard cardiac procedure sometimes uh, their outcome or uh, can be uh, may not be as desirable mm-hmm. so uh, that's why this is a biological science, uh, not a mathematical science. Uh, well, that keeps the practice of medicine uh, very interesting and challenging, but a scientific-based approach uh, uh, by both the patient and doctors will help us in go a long way uh, to dispel the, uh, the myths and also to dispel the uh, you know, mistrust which has been created uh, between the public and the, the healthcare institutions.
0: Right. So, 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 so nicely put a uh, lot of, lot of takeaways from what you spoke, uh, uh, Dr. Arvindan. So it actually, uh, you know, so we spoke about uh, uh, the amount of uh, uh, pressure that comes along. Now specifically in this uh, uh, pandemic time, you know, uh, the kind of challenges I am sure the healthcare uh, fraternity is uh, facing. Uh, you know, I mean, qualitatively all of us on the other side, you know, uh, the general public so we know that a very brave front is being uh, put forth. Um, so you you are in the front line. You are actually you know in the thick of things, uh, dealing with uh, you know um, the COVID uh, situation day in and day out with a team of doctors. Uh, how is the medical fraternity very specifically dealing with uh, this pandemic? Uh, you know, we sort of also would love to hear from you. Uh, where where is it heading from here? And uh, you know how soon? Where is the light at the end of the tunnel?
1: It is uh, definitely, as I said, we are in the front-line battle, uh, like uh, the, the soldiers in the front-line battle. Even in the battlefield, sometimes, uh, you know, the, uh, if the battle has been raging for a few more, uh, three to four months, they get replaced with a new battalion. Right. Uh, but uh, here we see it, has, it is four months, and it is still relentless. So we have been in the battlefield for the past four months, and uh, we are just about to get exhausted. Uh, That is because, you know, and COVID is an evolving disease. As I said, the practice of medicine has evolved over 300 years Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of scientific evidence we treat, but COVID is an evolving disease. It's a new one. And also its uh, behavior, the COVID disease behavior Mm -hmm. in different people Mm -hmm. uh, is very unpredictable. That's why many times the course and prognosis uh, uh, is uh, difficult to predict. So that's a everyday challenge, and also, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it's a once-in-a-century uh, event. Unfortunately, right. uh, we all are facing that. Right. If you look at that, uh, you know, our our hospital was, uh, you know, uh, our team uh, predicted that we will have a pandemic soon, even in January when China was about to declare. Right? Okay. Uh, See, uh, that's we really our infectious diseases the pulmonologists critical care specialists uh, they were all started getting ready from uh, end of uh, january itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because uh, there is uh, we 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 predicted some mask strategy the sanitizers, the, the PPE everything uh, in uh, in first week of March itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so uh, you know the, I to- i spoke about the material management uh, for our first question mm-hmm. uh, so we Very proactive. At the group level, uh, we we have got uh, uh, seven uh, hospitals functioning over five units, the five cities Mm -hmm. uh, in Tamil Nadu. So uh, we engaged very actively with the group purchase uh, from the first week of March. We had uh, enough supply, uh, procured enough supply Mm -hmm. uh, of the masks, the PPE, the oxygen, ventilators, everything. We were one of the first hospitals, I would uh, say, that uh, we were uh, ready, you know, Whereas uh, many healthcare institutions, uh, uh, they were uh, hesitant because of the challenges involved in uh, managing the COVID, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, our 20-year-old institution started from Twitch in
2: 1999.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, having been there in this healthcare sector for 20 years, we didn't want to shy away from this uh, responsibility and commitment to the society uh, at this point of crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though we uh, even though covid is a public health problem uh, as a private organization we stepped in very early uh, and uh, one of the interesting thing is uh, even though we have been seeing large number of COVID patients uh, our clinical staff mm-hmm. uh, who are directly handling the, uh, uh, our doctors nurses technicians there's almost no infection no exposure to them because we were very careful and all the protocols the safety protocols were in place so even if uh, some uh, non frontline healthcare worker uh, gets infected, I feel that they got the infection from the, the community. Okay. So that's why uh, the stress on our institution, particularly uh, yeah, you know, has eased off in the last one month because we are confident. Uh, and then uh, you know, we tested the antibodies for all of our doctors and uh, almost all of them were negative. So uh, the enough precautions that we took has helped us uh, to cope with this. And also, uh, with all the measures, uh, the society, the government, and uh, the various hospitals have taken. Uh, uh, fortunately, in Chennai, the, the cases are coming down. But as the stress on the healthcare worker uh, mm. uh, the doctors, have been significant. Because if you go to a battlefield, the soldier alone goes to the battlefield; he does not take his family. Uh, but here, in the uh, in the by treating uh, COVID, the patients. Uh, uh, i'm not taking i'm not uh, going to the battle myself uh, I stand at risk of carrying the trans the infection back to my family i'm my whole family is at war I would say so that uh, had caused a significant uh, uh, mental health issues uh, mm-hmm. uh, to the doctors as well uh, but we had uh, engaged uh, several uh, specialists and uh, mm-hmm. measures constantly supporting them giving utmost solidarity uh, so that uh, you know uh, you is know, so Many of the patients who had commented, who had come to us, even in this pandemic time, where uh, everywhere there's a panic and uh, uh, you know almost a grim situation, most of the other places, uh, your hospital uh, gives a very pleasant, calm feeling. Doctors, so that's the uh, appreciation we get. But the stress has been tremendous. Uh, we would all would like to get out of this
0: uh, soon. Soon, so so. Uh, as I, you know, said at the beginning. Uh... Uh, how much of our gratitude from our end, it's uh, not going to be enough, we really are uh, know the, and uh, at least in spirit, understand and know the kind of uh, uh, work uh, pressure and also the risk. You so rightly said, you know, it's not just uh, you as a soldier, you're al- almost taking your entire family to war. Uh, and probably, you know, from a soldier's perspective, at least they know who the enemy is here. The enemy is a very evolving enemy, uh, right? So. Uh, hats off to you and then and, uh, and, and that that sort of uh, uh, I would sort of flip that part of the question to understand uh, from a doctor like you who is in there and you are seeing some things not being done right by the general public and you know you might you might probably you would have probably come across uh, some situations where you know had certain precautions been taken care of. Uh, you know that situation itself could have been avoided uh, during these times uh, how can we as the uh, general public you know, apart, you know there are many guidelines that's coming over but from a person who is there in front line right there at the uh, in the in the uh, uh, as a warrior you uh, know how can we as public and what what do these what do what do we do uh, and uh, uh, and how can we even show gratitude to these brave souls in a very uh, meaningful way uh, Dr. Arvindan uh, one uh, one.
1: You know, the fight against uh, uh, the COVID, uh, it has to be a, it cannot be government and the police and uh, the regulatory authorities, they alone cannot do that. So it has to be a social movement at this point of time. Right. You know, now, uh, uh, the smoking, if you take the example of smoking, people cannot, uh, you know, even if you are with a group of friends or, or in the airport or public places, you cannot just let the smoke now. You have to isolate yourself in a separate room and smoke. Right. Anti-smoking campaign has become a, uh, a social movement. Similar to that, uh, you know, because the COVID is a evolving disease, we don't know much about that still. Uh, so the one simple thing the uh, society and the people can show as a gra- gratitude towards this uh, frontline healthcare workers is by wearing the mask. Mm. The wearing the mask uh, uh, has to be a social movement. So we don't know for how long, but at least now and the for the next few months, by making a mask, here, wearing a mask, you cannot just, like, see. For example, the first of August comes, the lockdown gets relaxed. So how many people, police can monitor, or uh, uh, the government, or the regulatory authorities? See, if you look at the uh, Western countries, particularly the Euro, uh, though the government was in the uh, in the front, uh, uh, at the start of the pandemic. Now the society has taken the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, in India, uh, it is always, you know, we have to be we have to be, uh, we have to be uh, uh, told or ordered to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Then only we listen. It will not be. For example, even if we have a group of friends, if somebody is uh, not wearing the mask, we should be uh, able to raise a black flag or something like that. Just a question. I'm not comfortable that you are not wearing a mask. Likewise, it has to be a social movement because, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the spread is in the air uh, by aerosols, uh, uh, and uh, the one simple thing that as a common man that can do a great service, uh, uh, you know, for this uh, people, uh, is by at least wearing the mask, keep themselves, you uh, know, uh, like the hand sanitizers, the physical distancing, uh, uh, everything uh, is, uh, then only we can win this war. Otherwise, uh, whereas you see in majority of the countries, uh, the incidence is coming down. If we don't follow this uh, uh, the social norms, uh, there will be always uh, the clusters keep happening in India for uh, for uh, a year or so.
0: Mm-hmm. So, right. so, rightly said. So, just a reminder for all of us, a very, very simple act such as wearing masks when you go out, you know, it cannot be overemphasized. But, you know, once again, a reminder coming from a very senior doctor who is in the middle of, uh, you know, being in the front line. Uh, so let us uh, just note this down yet again, remind ourselves that wearing masks is so important and we got to stick to it. You know, it's let, let it be part of our body until we are told that it is no more required. Uh, so uh, so we have got a few more people joining us, uh, uh, Dr. Arvindan. We have uh, um, Narendran Satyapriya joining us, uh, Lakshmi, uh, Lakshmi Kant uh, uh, joining us, Ayub Madrasi, Vishal Sethi, uh, all of them you know, uh, on uh, FB wishing you. Uh, for this uh, evening. And uh, uh, Mr. Mike Muralidharan has dropped a note, Doc, a 90-year-old recovered from uh, COVID. So, salutes to the team, would like to hear from you. So, that exactly was my uh, uh, next question I wanted to speak to you about. Amidst all this, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, there was just this feeling that uh, Corona is probably getting closer to us. And when we heard this beautiful, uh, positive story and this wonderful video that actually came out, of this 97-year-old man who recovered completely and uh, got discharged from the Cauvery hospitals, and just seeing that, if it was so touching for us, it must have been very different for you from uh, within the uh, within the hospital. So, can you sort of walk us through uh, how that feeling was? And uh, really, kudos to you and salutes to the entire team uh, at Cauvery.
1: Thank you. Um... See, the, uh, it's somewhere in the middle of March, uh, we started uh, uh, about this uh, COVID and then the lockdown started. People first initially thought in three weeks uh, we can uh, get rid of the COVID and, you know, the deadlines uh, kept uh, kept on uh, getting postponed. Uh, you know, there, there is uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this particular 97-year-old man, it happened after in the... Uh, uh, last week of uh, May, and then uh, he stayed in the hospital uh, uh, for uh, two weeks. There is overall at uh, the time uh, the pall and bloom uh, everywhere throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Always uh, there is so much negativity. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the people, uh, you know, the, the social media in particular uh, is, uh, I would uh, like to, uh, you know, uh, blame uh, for the, you know, India has been one of the most panic societies in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even, uh, many of our neighboring countries, though they have been uh, battling this uh, uh, the uh, pandemic, but uh, uh, from the mental health perspective uh, India has been one of the most panicked societies that uh, the study also came out. See, there is, there was gloom everywhere. Every day you open the papers or uh, the social media, the news, uh, there's so much of gloom. Yes, it is a pandemic, yes, uh, uh, uh you know uh, we, uh, we lose uh, some people uh, because of the disease, but uh, it was it is not uh, that gloom and doom. you know the uh, we will come out of this. that's the time mm-hmm. this ninety seven year old uh, spirited uh, gentleman he came in mm-hmm. uh, with the COVID, and uh, after uh, you know, we didn't do anything uh, uh, we did not do any miracle or cure or experimental drugs, just that he had the will to uh, fight on. And uh, then, uh, with a little bit of oxygen uh, supplementation and regular monitoring and support, uh, he, he walked home uh, after a few days in the hospital. So, uh, in a uh, that is a time uh, we thought, you know, some po- uh, positive news, some, uh, uh, you know, uh, some uh, hope has to be given to the people.
0: Right.
1: So, uh, when we took a small video at the time of his discharge, and then uh, we were hesitant to share at the time, then. Uh, we had a discussion with our psychiatrists and psychologists mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: and they all felt the number of calls our psychiatrists and psychologists call in those uh, three months mm-hmm. is uh, in a, unbelievable. There are attempted suicides, suicides, uh, depression, uh, domestic uh, abuse, violence, uh, uh, so many things. As I said, uh, Indian society, uh, us, uh, from the mental perspective, we, uh, we, were not, uh, 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 we were not equipped to handle this. So we wanted to give, uh, there, is a, there is a ray of hope, yes. Uh, even though we lose uh, some people because of the COVID, majority of the people recover. Right. So uh, when uh, we shared this, uh, quite a few of my friends, they told, doctor, this is the sort of news we were hoping for. Uh, and it has come at the right time. So when uh, the disease was speaking, when this uh, video also came, uh, I'm glad that uh, we as an institution and particularly the... Uh, the uh, ninety seven year old gentleman uh, we, were, we played our part in uh, in boosting up the mental health uh, or uh, the mental positivity uh, for uh, for the society.
0: So uh, very, very heart warming uh, that news was. and I must thank uh, your entire uh, management and the you know going by the advice to actually let the world know, because honestly, as you were saying, it came like a whiff of fresh air. To sort of see that you know a uh, 90 plus old uh, person who could fully recover and use that something so important and significant now that it is also a matter of uh, a strong will, uh, right? Because uh, uh, because that's something which each person will have to develop. Uh, uh, you know, while, while yes, there is a slight anxiety, a fear about you know as Karana seems to be getting uh, slightly closer, uh, but a strong will will make a lot of difference and uh, honestly i think the uh, when when you shared this news about the 90 plus year old man uh, recovering it, it did have a very very positive impact impact on all of us and uh, you know on behalf of everybody the viewers and all of us at alert uh, want to thank you for uh, what you do plus also uh, letting the world know uh, about some of these uh, positive stories now as we speak uh, doctor i actually have uh, uh, one simple question coming from uh, sriram durai uh, at fb this is related to mask and uh, a very simple question. I will take this question. Uh, how safe is a cotton mask? And uh, by mask, are you saying clinical mask? I think there's a, a question on whether the mask has to be just clinical or is a cotton mask good enough?
1: See, the, uh, uh, for a normal person who is not going to be in the front line of the healthcare. care, I mean, if you're not an alert volunteer going to rescue somebody uh, mm-hmm. clinically ill, Uh, The the, uh, normal cotton mask, three-play cotton mask is uh, good enough.
0: Okay. I I hope that answers uh, uh, you, Sriram Durai. Uh, The cotton mask is good enough, as clear as that. Uh, Dr. I also, uh, you know, you you also touched upon the administrator part of uh, your responsibility. Um, right, Again, this can be a, a leaf or two can be pulled out of uh, you know, uh, your experience as both as a leading doctor and an able administrator, specifically for people who are wanting to you know, get into healthcare industry in some fashion or the other, Now, many, many startups also coming in that space. The twin hats that you wear, I also see that the, uh, in your work style and in your culture, ethics, uh, uh ingrained in the kaveri is uh, 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 healthcare delivery model uh, there is a lot of emphasis on cost optimization and uh, commerce with ethics and these are these are some terms i really read uh, through uh, uh, the uh, the kaveri hospitals uh, 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 verbages and compassion at the center of service and also uh, in a competitive industry such as the healthcare that and specifically in a country like india maintaining a staff to bed ratio of about 80 to 1 and that's that's something quite uh, hard to pull off uh, so sort of sort of uh, is there a light you uh, know a leaf or two that you can share with any young minds who are looking for wanting to get into uh, healthcare industry and how important is uh, commerce with ethics is when it when it comes to dealing with life
1: yeah it yeah. is When I came back from uh, London after uh, uh, 15 years, uh, the cost of healthcare in India, particularly, I mean, even in well-established top-notch private hospitals, if you compare the cost here and uh, in London and US, they are a fraction of the cost, even in the top hospital in the country, top private hospital. Mm -hmm. But the perception, the general perception because the, the, the society, majority of them, even though, you know, uh, 80 uh, the people who can afford to have a health insurance, mm-hmm. even those people, 80% of them don't take the health insurance because the, we they don't see as a health is uh, our own individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. We think that as long as we find, we are okay. When uh, the illness comes, uh, we will manage. So that kind of approach has led to... Uh, you know, India could have easily become the hospital of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, India is now of the world when we are supplying the HCQ, the paracetamol group, Mm -hmm. and uh, for the whole world, India could have easily become the hospital of the world because as I said, one third of the workforce, either in uh, UK or US, they are Indian doctors. When Mm -hmm. the same Indian doctors, when they come back and here deliver the same uh, quality of the, uh, high quality of the uh, clinical care, at a fraction of the cost, Still, uh, uh, many times it's uh, perceived that uh, the doctors or uh, uh, hospitals are uh, uh, the overcharging. So the, uh, each individual it, uh, they, they have to take a responsibility for their health. And uh, one uh, advantage uh, we have as a Cauvery Hospital as an institution, when compared with the other private hospitals, is you know a, a hospital group of our size with. Uh, uh, seven hospitals uh, with uh, nearly uh, five thousand employees. They would have started from the tier one cities, for mm-hmm. example, Chennai, mm-hmm. uh, Hyderabad, uh, Hyder, Bangalore, or uh, uh, either Delhi or Mumbai, and then when they expand, would have gone to tier two, tier three cities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas we started, uh, you know, the four first generation doctors from the middle class background. We started as a small thirty bedded uh, uh, nursing home setup for our own clinical practice in India. Uh, tier two or Tier three city like uh, Trichy, mm-hmm. so the cost has been always a factor, right? In uh, definitely the affordability is uh, far uh, less in uh, Trichy when compared with uh, Chennai or Bangalore. So we have been uh, primed from the founding day of the organisation from nineteen ninety nine about optimizing the cost. See. Uh, then, when we, after uh, uh, nearly after eleven or twelve years of our existence, then we We first expanded to Chennai, uh, nineteen ninety nine. We started from Pichhi from thirty beds, and two thousand twelve we established our Chennai hospital first, venturing into the Chennai. So, with this, uh, you know, always mindful about the cost, uh, 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 this helped us uh, to put ourselves uh, in a much better position in Chennai when compared with uh, all the other. Uh, Similar organizations. So even uh, that's one of our uh, uh, in the, the the vision statement that we will say it's a great healthcare at affordable cost, right. or uh, affordable or optimal cost at least. Uh, so that, that is helping us and going forward. With the, so much of uh, um, uh, the, the healthcare industry faces a perception problem, now. Mm-hmm. and uh, people talk about the costs of the doctors in the hospital all the time. Uh, but our institution, uh, 20 years old with uh, seven hospitals, 3,500 employees uh, and the doctors. Mm-hmm. So we stand in a much better position because uh, we we have understood that in the Indian context how we can provide great healthcare at an optimal cost. And also, uh, when I talked about that, the perception, uh, uh, you know, we the healthcare particularly on, uh, in this pandemic situation if you look at that where so many people are losing their jobs the healthcare is one of the promising sector mm-hmm. where we can employ so many people see in our organization alone uh, we have about 3500 employees The outsourced employees are another 1500 5000 employees appear i consider as uh, you know uh, our organization has to transform the lives of uh, 5000 uh, uh, families mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of gratification.
0: Nice, very, 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 very uh, uh, heartening to hear some of these crucial points because specifically when it comes to a country like India, keeping an eye on cost optimization becomes a real, uh, you know, uh, game changer. Uh, I have a question here again back from back from back to uh, a COVID related Uh, question from Sailata that says, great to hear from you, sir. Uh, uh, Can you please comment upon when we can expect? Uh, the development of a vaccine and, uh, you know, is is, is it a few months away or, you know, probably a year away or how close are we to it? Going by the regular cycles.
1: Uh, As uh, uh, even during our previous questions I mentioned, COVID is an evolving disease, the medical and scientific community, they are, we are yet to get a grip of the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes, the vaccine trials have been started. Uh, we don't know which country is going to be the first one to come out with the uh, uh, effective vaccination. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WHO, uh, chief scientific advisor, Dr. Sounia Swaminathan from uh, Chennai, uh, she mentioned uh, even uh, a month back that the uh, effective vaccine may be a year away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's uh, no point in rushing to the public, uh, saying that uh, we'll have vaccine by August 15th or deadlines and not- all. Yes, it is a pandemic problem. It is people are suffering, but as a medical scientific community, we cannot be rushing to the public mm-hmm. with uh, poorly conducted clinical trials, which can cause, uh, uh, which can uh, cause harm to the people uh, uh, without uh, ensuring the, uh, the safety standards. So uh, it will be either. You know, the general uh, 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 I mean, consensus among us is it may be even a year before we can get an uh, effective and safe vaccine.
0: So so rightly put, but, sure, uh, because everybody is sort of looking for uh, it. And,
1: Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, no. Every, everybody is sort of uh, looking for you know something like that, and I think it's 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 right to understand this in a perspective to know that it, it all needs its time. Uh, before which, you know, it can be the right thing that, uh, you know, people, it can be taken to the people and there's so much responsibility behind it, as you rightly said. And people who
1: want to come out of the house, they come out, get back to their normal uh, activities, whether at work or the business, you know, rather than waiting for the vaccine, I mean, uh, once the vaccine uh, is out, uh, then I'll come out. We should not be having that approach. As I said, uh, we all have to take responsibility there. Mm-hmm wearing the mask has become a social movement, and right. I try to see. As I said, uh, you know, the fa- the past four months, my work routine has not changed. I'm still in the hospital at 7 o'clock uh, with the patients, uh, with, the, uh, with the staff, with the doctors. So uh, I have not stopped anything, but I take all the precautions, keeping the uh, pandemic in the mind. Uh, Yes, let the vaccine, let the safe and effective vaccine come. But in the meantime, what I can do to safeguard me and the people around me and the society in general, uh, that we need to uh, we need to adapt.
0: So rightly said, dear viewers, volunteers, there is a lot of role for self-responsibility here. And I think that plays a very crucial part as uh, uh, in our journey towards hope itself. Uh, going back to uh, one of the points on the uh, compassion at the center of service, uh, Uh, Dr. Arvindan, Uh, you know, you are aware that Alert uh, is completely focusing on building capacity in the golden hour care space, making it a lot more community driven uh, where general public with adequate skills can give expression to their compassion and handle those first few minutes in, in, in any golden hour situation or, you know, any kind of an emergency situation actually the pandemic in my opinion has actually uh, increased the need for preparedness at a much ma- mass scale now as a as a doctor who is on the other end uh, you know in the of saving lives how critical do you think is this knowledge about you know golden hour care first aid and emergency response uh, and all of that and how much do you think what's the what's if you were to put a percentage how much of that is a significance to the saving of lives and uh, you know, what's your message to general public uh, in in sort of embracing uh, you know this this uh, skill about getting themselves empowered in saving lives? Uh, I, I have
1: to admit that the uh, concept of the golden hour uh, and the, the Good Samaritan Act, everything, uh, is the awareness among the Indian public, uh, I'm disappointed with the level of awareness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this is where uh, the alert plays a significant role uh you know one thing you know even when i uh, left india uh in uh, 1995 i did not know what is a good samaritan act. Mm-hmm. so but that it is part of our uh, school curriculum right. uh, you know the boy goes to the school by girl, it learns everything about that right uh, and then it is again uh, the part of the culture part of the society uh you know the the education but here uh the awareness about the golden hour and the uh, Uh, what are the things uh, not to do particularly in in India context and all this thing is uh, uh, very much uh, lacking and the alert, uh, uh, the movement like alert is uh, playing a tremendous role uh, in in spreading the awareness. Uh, But I'm still disappointed, uh, you know, why uh, either the government or uh, the corporate organizations uh, have not taken. Because even this mask, uh, wearing mask movement, a lot mm-hmm. of corporates can take it uh, you know, uh, uh, as a special movement. They can spend the CSR right. on uh, educating on this uh, mask wearing. And also, in the non-COVID situation, about this uh, the golden hour, uh, golden hour, the, uh, the importance of the golden hour, uh, it, it need not be left to the private health care, uh, players, you know, the government, the society, and as well as uh, the other corporates, they can uh, they can definitely take it as uh, a moment to spread the awareness. But yes, the awareness uh, level in India is uh, disappointing. Uh, uh, m- movement like Alert uh, will have a long, uh, long and uh, very active role to play in this. In this COVID situation, I, I, I've got a caution for the Alert volunteers. Mm-hmm. The the safety the first thing any any alert volunteer should do is the you know if you are going to attend a clinical illness at this point you please protect yourself right. you are very, very important see please don't venture into anything which can harm you i would suggest that in a, the, at this particular point of time the clinical emergencies are left to uh, the paramedical and the, the frontline healthcare workers right. and this uh, is a lot. A uh, lot of things uh, uh, the alert volunteers can do: uh, the non-clinical, uh, uh, you know, the, you know the, uh, the helping the people who are affected at this time in the mm-hmm. non-clinical ways.
0: Right, sir. So, so so rightly said, and of course, yes. Uh, one of the core core, uh, you know, uh, thumb rule to ensure personal safety uh, before you, you know, g- jump forward to save another life. And uh, thank you so much for your kind words for what we do at Alert. But I think as you rightly said, we have you know very long way to go as far as uh, bringing the masses into embracing uh, the need for them to know fundamentals of uh, uh, you know basic, basic first aid and uh, emergency response and all that. Uh, and of course, I think you briefly touched upon the Good Samaritan Act and the Good Samaritan Law that has been enacted now as recently as. Uh, last year when 2019 it got actually passed uh, both at the uh, Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha now an act of enforceable law. Uh, one of the things that uh, from alert we would like to suggest and also we have also placed and you know probably think aloud with you on this idea of uh, hospitals embracing uh, the Good Samaritan Act uh, a little more visibly, your ideas or your thoughts on how can hospitals embrace the Good Samaritan Act more visibly that uh, you know it becomes clearer to the uh, you know a common man when you walks in as, as simple a thing as you know putting up a notice or putting up a board or something like that that says that you know uh, you, an individual is protected under law and uh, hospitals being the first point of uh, uh, you know uh, port of entry as they call it right in the chain of survival process uh, you know is there anything else that you think you know hospitals can sort of embrace this a lot better.
1: See, uh, I mean, I haven't gone through the Indian Samaritan Act, uh, but, uh, you know, it it is, uh, how it happens most of the time is, uh, you know, even in medical emergencies, Mm -hmm. I've seen, Mm -hmm. even in this non-COVID situations, Mm -hmm. the first thing that uh, the uh, majority of the uh, instances, Mm -hmm. the first thing you are related of a uh, person who is uh, seriously ill, they call this another relative friend or someone, but not the, uh, hospital or the ambulances uh, you know uh, that is a fear of uh, coming to the hospital uh, even if it is an emergency that is there uh, you know we can uh, we can partner with uh, uh, the organizations like alert and uh, you know uh, to how do we create a, uh, awareness about this like could time but uh, you know definitely in cities uh, like chennai uh, access to the nearest hospital is not that far at all Correct. you know, we have got uh, hospitals within a few minutes of almost every single locality within Chennai at least. Correct. So there should not be any hesitation in calling there. You know, even as recently as uh, last week, a uh, 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 gentleman in the mid-30s, uh, clear uh, symptoms of uh, you know acute heart attack. And uh, of course, uh, this is, uh, situation is different now. Anything we... Whatever symptoms we have, we think that it is COVID-19. COVID. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Uh, very uh, you know, he had been having symptoms for uh, five hours. Uh, uh, then uh, the family was uh, speaking to so many of the friends and everyone, but not did not call the ambulance. And then, unfortunately, the uh, gentleman died of a, uh, acute heart attack. You know, the four hours. Uh, you know, you were talking about the golden hour. The, the golden four hours were wasted. Okay. Why it is so? You know. Uh, as i mentioned in one of the questions as well uh, the, the the perception battle now uh, so yeah hospital is not a dangerous place uh, you anyway. uh, know that should have, why they did not call the ambulance why mm. they uh, did not approach a doctor so right
0: so, so right. but
1: uh, you can suggest that the ways where we can uh, create this awareness about the Good Samaritan Act. Certain, then, uh, certainly,
0: uh, we'll uh, certainly, uh, Doctor. I mean, uh, that's, that's the core uh, area for Alert to sort of contribute back and try and you know, bring synergies amongst the various stakeholders of the ecosystem so that, you know, the golden hour care can be better delivered. And of course, one of the things enabler is the Good Samaritan Act and uh, uh, we would be very glad to uh, also, you know, explore uh, possibilities of partnering, and you know, I think we we've, we've got to put our heads together and try and make this work for our community. Um, so that being said, uh, uh, Dr. Arvindan, uh, to our volunteers and viewers who are watching us uh, today, uh, you know, I'm very sure that there's been a lot of learning uh, from what you what you shared, both from your personal life and also, uh, you know, in your own journey of uh, you know, in your dream of. Uh, putting together and you know uh, 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 growing a hospital in a very very competitive uh, industry uh, uh, in a country like uh, like india uh, so is there any uh, specific message specifically i would uh, you know request for uh, you know everybody is now looking you know looking on all sides for a ray of hope uh, so any particular message to our youngsters to our volunteers uh, to anybody who is out there uh, to sort of uh, look at uh, things more positively and uh, know, from, from from somebody like you who's in the front line uh, coming would go a long, long, long way. Anything, any message from you, Dr. Arvindan?
1: Personally, you know, I've been practicing doctor for the past 30 years. Yes, uh, initially after becoming a doctor and then becoming an orthopedic specialist, uh, doing a higher surgical training uh, abroad and then back here managing... Mm-hmm running the hospital for the past eight years. Uh Uh, Yes, so so far I had a lot of uh, professional satisfaction and gratification. What uh, the COVID has brought to me, I mean, on a deep introspection,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I feel that uh, personally, uh, my life has become more purposeful. You know, in this uh, COVID situation, when I speak to a lot of uh, uh, friends who are not in the healthcare, Mm -hmm. many times, yeah, yeah. our psychiatrists uh, many times get a call uh, from the people as well saying that uh, because uh, uh, many people have lost the jobs or even if they have a safe job uh, they feel that uh, are they relevant to the job they are in are they relevant to the society and the family so many the mental health issues so
0: true but
1: one thing uh, what I have realized myself on my introspection I feel that my life has become more purposeful than any other uh, time in the last uh, 53 years, my 53 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, you know, the the, the people, uh, the alert volunteers uh, are everyone, whoever is a good Samaritan and all. See, so that is the purpose of our life, you know, the, to save another uh, human being and then be helpful to the, the fellow human being. So, each small act, each small act, Will make our uh, your life and our lives uh, more purposeful than ever. So with this, you know, I, I, we can all hold our head up very high uh, and then walk with a lot of pride because you know it is almost uh, closer to the self actualization uh, So that is uh, that pride has to be there with each volunteer, uh, with each good Samaritan, with each uh, uh, good doctor uh, or uh, frontline healthcare workers. So that is the message, uh, I, I, I'll say, I have
0: for all of us. Wonderful, wonderful. So so nicely put, uh, Dr. Arvindan. I mean, for all of us, uh, that's the message to take and go, uh, go to bed today. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us has, have uh, woken ourselves up to uh, the purpose in life. Uh, and I think COVID has been a reminder as well. As Dr. Arvindan so beautifully said, that as long as you are touching lives and giving, uh, and helping others, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of uh, a meaningful life that we will all be living. And I think as long as that happens, uh, probably the ray of hope will always be there. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Arvindan, it was uh, uh, such, a, such a pleasure to have you this evening. Please, please, please go ahead.
1: Uh, Rajesh, uh, just uh, before we conclude, uh, one thing. When I mentioned that uh, India has been one of the most panic societies, in uh-huh. this I want to convey you know the who definition of the health
0: uh-huh.
1: it says a person is considered healthy if he is physically healthy
2: mm-hmm.
1: if he is mentally healthy and socially healthy mm-hmm. these three parameters you know in no particular order mm-hmm. equal weightage to all the three of them
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, physical mental and social health in the covid situation yes we are uh, battling a physical illness but what has happened is in this process, with uh, too much of the misinformation uh, and uh, 24 hours of breaking news on the COVID and everything, has impacted the mental health uh, significantly. Right, right. You know, and uh, you know, we we have failed on that, and particularly in India, we have failed on the mental health issue. So, uh, and also the social health. You know, within our organization, you uh, know, we have instructed clearly we should not use the term uh, social distancing at all. It's not a social distancing, it's a physical distancing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You physically keep yourself, but uh, stay socially connected.
0: Oh, so rightly said. You know, the
1: two the stigma created around the COVID, you know, many people with the COVID symptoms, they don't want to get tested because the stigma from the fellow residents, whether the apartment complexes or gated communities or with the neighbours, and uh, you, you probably would have heard, uh, everybody would have heard about the instances of doctors being thrown out of their uh, rented houses. Correct. And all this, because of the stigma. So, uh, the physical uh, health, which is the COVID, we will win, but we have taken a significant impact on the mental health, and uh, far more significantly, uh, the social stigma has created uh, so much of mistrust uh, uh, between the uh, between the neighbours, between the communities. So, uh, I'm afraid that uh, damage is. Uh, uh, it will take a long time to repair. So, it's, uh, it's not necessary that it's not enough if you are physically healthy. You have to be mentally healthy, you have to have a positive aspect towards the society as well. The social health is also very important. So the stigma associated with the COVID uh, is, uh, is uh, uh, to, in many instances is unbelievable.
0: So, so beautifully said uh, uh, in conclusion, uh, Dr. Arvind, then physical distance, yes, but uh, socially let's be connected and uh, health is not just physical, physical, mental. And the social well-being. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, uh, Dr. Arvindan, what was, uh, was such a pleasure to have you. I'm very sure there was a lot uh, our viewers and volunteers uh, learnt out of. And uh, uh, thank you so much for sparing your time from a very very busy schedule, and uh, you know, uh, leaving us with such a positive uh, uh, positive note, which is which is what is needed in the current times. Uh, I can't really thank you thank enough you. on behalf of everybody and from Alert. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Arvindan.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Rajesh, and thank you, everyone. Pleasure meeting you all. Thank you, sir.